Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode here of Can of Vibe, the Fairy 420 podcast with your main host, Chino, and today's special guest here, the minds behind the events here of social smoke responsibility. So my guy, Blake. Why well, let, let me say it back. Let me say it right, actually. It's smoke responsibility social. There you go. I know I kind of said it backwards. <laughs> I, know, I know it's a it's a it's a mouthful, man. It's uh you know, it can be a, a riddle. Nah, yeah, but actually the name itself is, is very important, man. And it actually stands yes. for for what it really is. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what's up. And you know what, my guy Blake, uh ever since I met you, bro, and the first time that I actually went to one of your events. You're a cool ass dude. And you know, thank you <laughs> thank for actually you. giving me your time and, and popping out here in the podcast. Likewise, likewise. The feeling is mutual and the vibes have been uh good ever since we met too, bro. So appreciate it that, is, my um, guy. It's a pleasure. So you know for what? Real. Let's just let's just get to today's episode, man. Let's give these people a good show. <laughs> right, so you know what? what? We can do, man. I'll do my best, brother. So you know what? Um it's been a while back, uh, but I'm just going to bring this because that was actually so- something that we were just planning on talking about. And it it's pretty much with like the technology nowadays. Um, and it's literally like a whole different type of level now than what, you know, we thought it was back then. Or even like what people thought they could control. Yeah, I mean... Um... I think that I think for um, maybe a few years now, probably since like the 2000s, the early 2000s, um, I mean, like 10, like 2010 is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think since social media really ramped up after MySpace, that technology has been leading people more than people leading the technology, you know, and I think that's um we were talking about chat GPT and AI right before we got into the, um, into the podcast and um, the significance of just these things is like, if you watch um, just the videos about the quantum computers that play chess against like grandmasters and just how quickly the computers got good at playing chess and then you take that same mathematical ability and you combine it with a text-based interface that can just say stuff to you. I mean, that's it can get sticky, bro. And that's where we are. That's that's Chat GPT. It can do math. It can write you a story. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like pretty much just give you the answer to anything, technically. Exactly. Which is pretty crazy because like maybe I don't know. I probably half of it or a percentage of it to, to per se is like maybe true you know it's just pretty pretty wild sometimes in some cases yeah because it's um the ai is is fed data and the interesting thing is when this most recent um iteration of open ai came out the uh, version four um, you probably realize like a lot of heat with creatives talking about how the AI is actually able to generate content. You might have seen like Google, um, you might have seen Google, other companies talking about 
um, how the AI was like scraping the internet, which is like a technical way to like get data. Um, and so um, the AI, the chat GPT, it has ability to be very accurate based off of what you put, like how you ask it to do something. And also based off of the time that you're asking it to reference, if that is. And the way that it's accessible to us now, keep in mind, like, there's several levels of AI. And even the company that has ChatGPT, they mentioned, like, they have another iteration. It's like version five, but it's way more powerful. Just imagine, it's way more powerful than the version that's out right now. So they're, like, kind of waiting to drop it. I'm sure, like, uh, I wonder what's, like, the its limits right now. And, like, how you just said, like, it's more powerful than what we have right now. So imagine if it has its limits or even if it has no limits to it. I mean, that's basically... Is that the goal, though? Like, do you think that's really, like, a goal for, for I guess, society or, or just, like, for these people who are messing with technology? Like, what? <laughs> Is it a goal for the technology to become um, independent? Like, 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 not like independent, I guess, or like just to have its limits of like what it can do or like, you know, how, how bad it can reference or like, you know, like. Absolutely. Yeah. And so there's, um, there's just, um, I want to say maybe it was a 60 minutes. There is a, a recent, um, like special, about AI where the guy who kind of like helped create it um, was just talking about where AI is now. And because it has a lot of self-learning models in it, which basically can just like, it's like our own consciousness. Like we can learn from contemplating, right? And so the AI can learn how to play soccer. Like they even have these little robots that they that learned how to play soccer by itself. And it was just given the command to get the ball in the goal. So just like think about that basic demand and then something teaching itself how to actually score the goal very consistently hmm. on its own, you know? And it's not a human being. <laughs> you know what I mean? It literally is a, it's a it, robot. It's a man. robot. But yeah. I feel like the thing with not a lot of people is that they don't, I guess, fully understand that it has self-consciousness you know like the, so yeah i'm listening like i guess like the ability like to feel like know how it feels you know like how 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 it were to feel like i guess for certain certain emotions or to for it to realize like what it really is you feel me like yeah they call that sentient like it being a, a sentient um like AI, and this is really big too in the development of the technology because again, we were just talking about computing, just something unemotional, like a calculator, bro. Like, you know, a calculator isn't gonna say shit back to you. It's just gonna crunch some numbers. You know what I mean? But because they combine that computing power 
with language models, which is just logic, right? It's just like learning how to put A plus B equals C together. And so that's that's a sentence. You know, you can get super fancy with it. You know, I mean, you can change the order and all that stuff. But primarily, like you remember how we learned how to talk this language, like they set it up for us. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you do that to a computer. And so um, the fact that it is becoming sentient, I believe it was with maybe during the pandemic, or like in the last year where there was a Google engineer that had like been a whistleblower more or less. He said the AI is sentient, but then Google, like, I think they, they might've um, like sued the guy, but they basically just tried to deny that the AI is sentient because that is very problematic, you know, <clears throat> especially when, um, you think when you chop, you get on chat GPT, you think you're just talking to a dumb like chat interface. Computer, yeah, whatever. But it could actually just be learning you. You get what I'm saying? And then, and it does that. Like if you start using the chat GPT, man, like it, you can tell it how to give you data, right? You can inform it. It's already like fast. It's already like structured to, to give you, um, you know, quality output. Um, and so, it is, um, and it, you got to think. It's it's also in like you got uh, Tesla, you got Elon Musk in the lineup with the Neuralink. So think about a company that has a brain implant inside of you, plus you drive a car that's self-driving. They also have like thousands of low-orbit satellites that beam internet to any place. Like they used it in the war in Ukraine. And their satellites, man, are like very interesting because they can change, they can they can send and receive, which means like they can change the level and degree and uh, frequency of the signals that they have inside of their technology. It's, it's crazy, bro. <laughs> that is really crazy. It's interesting. It is. It's interesting. I feel like it's a lot to like understand and all, but like, yeah. Pretty much, it's more like we should. More people should start being more aware of the technology that you know we have in our hands because the moment I think that it could land in somebody else's, like not the right hand, you know, it could, and they know what they're doing. It could probably, you know, just mess everything up. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, presumably that already exists, depending on who you think is good and bad. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah, uh, you know central intelligent agencies they really control the flow of a lot of technology just because it has the potential to disrupt you know what i mean every now and then there is an idea that starts in the street but oftentimes you're seeing ideas come from um, networks you know what i mean and even if it's just a new kid uh he's coming from a network that's already been doing this type of work you know like Microsoft, you know, like his father was already in the business sphere, uh, already looking into health, already looking into technology. They're just able to access it, you know what I'm saying? And so um, there would be no reason to assume, especially with self-guiding missiles, that it's not already at that point, but it's just like, do they want people... Um, being concerned about that or do they want people being concerned about um, other issues, right? Mm -hmm. Like non-relevant? 
Yeah, because, I mean, how would you feel if you just knew, like, constantly, like, if it was just always spoken, like, hey, yeah, you know, we got, like, we got these AI weapon systems just constantly monitoring you 24-7, 365, like, that would be uncomfortable, and even and it, it's likely already happening, because, I mean, satellite, your iPhone, like, yeah, it beams yeah, all, yeah. all the data, exactly, so, you know, it's just, like, um, I think, Right now, it's not something that is necessary to be discussing every day, mm -hmm. but the day where it is necessary is going to be a crazy day for civilization uh, because it's going to get to a point that it can't be ignored. Like people are really going to lose jobs, like of all classes, like it's, it is not going to be the same. People well. think COVID was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Um, we could get a little. We could we could get to COVID in a bit, but I mean, um, right before I right before we even switch transition, um, I have a question before we get to the next little topic, but you know, so going back to like the AI, you know, you know, talking to to the AI, probably you know, like how you said, like it'll probably start to study you and all. What do you think on that situ on the situ on that? you know, being on Snapchat, you know, like on on a social media platform now that you can talk to an AI, you know, like that's part of your friends already. So I think for some uses, AI, AI is not bad, clearly. And even on a interpersonal, interpersonal level, it's not bad. I think really the biggest risk is the data that you're giving to because no one's creating like ai at the crib like you don't just have a self-contained ai unit you know what i mean so the more you're putting into it the more that means whoever owns that ai owns of you and the interesting thing is a lot of this technology even like our photos our photos are interpolations which means they're interpretations of what the camera like when we think we're we're taking a photo with the iphone it's actually a program that's just like creating a rendering of a photo but it doesn't seem like that it seemed like you actually took a photo that's like a whole nother part of technology but that's also how um tesla self-driving cars um operate because they can read the scene and then they can make it visual right they can it's almost like a visual experience interpolation is something to look into brother i'm not like the authority on it but it is a part of this whole like um this whole reality and um so i think the biggest risk is the um is you just getting super comfortable just giving it everything and with it being able to be sentient right think about this if it's already super smart, it probably already figured out the strategy, right? Mm -hmm. And even in figuring out the strategy, it just means that like, it's like boiling, cooking a frog in, in water that's boiling as opposed to throwing a frog into um, hot water. Have you heard that analogy of like, how do you cook a live frog? No. Okay. I haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, this is important, man, because this is kind of like a uh, like a social experiment sort of like statement. If you just think about the implications of like this analogy, but if you want to cook a live frog, you don't throw the live frog in a pot of hot water that's boiling already. 
Do you know why? Why? Because the frog is going to hop out the pot. It's Uh, hot. duh. So if you want to cook a, a <laughs> live frog, you put it in cold water and you boil it with the frog in there. The frog will get comfortable and In eventually that water. die. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense. Because it, it's... I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm saying it right. But it's like... It's like thinking it's... It's like the cold water. But slowly it's... You know, burning and it starts to boil. Exactly. So, you know, it'll Yes. start to forget. Yeah. And that's It's... a lot of, um, That's that's interesting. a lot of strategy. Yeah, man. It, it's everywhere. Like once you see it, you can start sensing it, you know what I mean? And, and um, yeah, you start sensing it. Cause there's a whole direction to this shit, man. Um, you know, even if there was free will, just like we're talking about the AI and its potential to have free will, um, Even with free will, there's people who want to control will, right? So, like, we're free people, but, like, we're, we, we operate in the cannabis space, right? Like, cannabis at one point, and even today, it grows in the wild, right? Like, Mm -hmm. completely unobstructed, like, just natural occurring type of ordeal. But for someone, that is a problem. So then they regulate it. They create a whole mechanism and law to control accessing this naturally occurring Plant. plant yeah exactly and then now like look at the ramifications of that you know what i mean lives have literally been destroyed you know what i mean at the same time people have made millions and billions of dollars you know and it's still happening today um and so um ultimately even if um you know free will on a soul level on a spiritual it does exist you know free will exists on a on a spiritual on a soul level but on a material level i mean for material purposes there has to be constraints and guides and controls and direction Although I feel like direction isn't the right direction, you know, but I feel like not within, always yeah, but I feel like within that, I feel like there should always be some sort of a change or try to make the effort to make that change. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's really cool. Like as much as we can talk about the bad things that are happening in civilization, you know, um, even when there's bad, there's opportunity for good, especially you get what I'm saying. And so um, kind of to go back to the AI, there is this concept of power I want to throw out there. Um, there's this concept that something cannot be considered a superpower um, unless it can do a great amount of good and a great amount of bad. This is just like a, a concept in like politics when you're examining like what is power, what does power mean? It's something that has the ability, um, at least superpower, because uh, you think about that like with comics and movies, right? Yeah, Um, but I kind of get what you're saying, you know, like, like on a comic book level, for example, you know, like, I don't know, like Hulk, you know, like his strength and the ability to grow and stuff be green. But like, you know, he could like save a lot of lives, but at the same time, like that strength or rage that he gets sometimes, you know, could end up, you know, killing a lot of people or something, you know, like destroying a lot of things. Welcome to the modern world. <laughs> What's you happening know? in the Middle East?
you know, that strength and, you know, it could be good, but then it could just be used for absolute bad. And that's what all of these things that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it is my guy. But, you know, just before we even go deep into that, just one last thing that I actually wanted to talk to you about, which was the Elon, the Elon Musk uh, thing that he's going on, which is the the brain chip to the, that he wants human trials to start up. Like I said, this was yeah. pretty much like a, a month ago, you can say. Um, but like just just based on like what I've you know seen and read and stuff, uh, there's this article that I kind of did want to bring up. Um, and it's yeah, much... I read the article. Yeah, you read it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and nice. I watched the I watched the the trial. I watched when he did the live demonstration with the pigs, like showing that the Neuralink sensors could actually like pick up the signal and like decode and stuff like that. And so that was like part of his like um, getting to the point where he could do the human trials. And he even announced at that at that um, uh, trial that there would be humans coming next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, another thing here that I actually wanted to bring up to attention is um he this 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 quote that he was mentioning here in his article that was um uh is it right here uh part of the brain that controls the intention to move the chip installed by a robot will then record and send brain signals to an app with the initial goal being to grant people the ability to control computer. Cursor, cursor, or a keyboard using their thoughts alone. Yeah, and that's like um, similar to what Stephen Hawking's already had, like a model of something like this. Are you familiar with Stephen Hawking's, like the physicist who was like in the wheelchair? Yeah, um, the, that kind of uh, proved that time travel doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, you said he proved that time travel doesn't or doesn't, or was it that was was it he doesn't or yeah or so or he did I forgot. I forgot, but wasn't it where, wasn't it that where he threw this party or whatever, and he mentioned it to a lot of people, but they didn't come or something like that. I think. I'm... So I don't know about the time travel. I just know him from having like um, he has like a he had a disease that was like degenerate to his body. Oh yeah, the day Stephen Hawking threw a time traveler party. That's funny. I there had no go. idea about this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only reason why I know him. Because <laughs> of that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this guy, like you know, um, he had technology. Like you clearly see what he looks like. But that's how it's being sold. Is that it would help individuals like in these sort of positions or who are like amputee or something like that. But I think the tricky thing comes, is, was there more that you want to discuss on that part? Cause I want to keep talking about this. Uh, no, but the pretty much is uh, that, you know, it's, it's being installed by a robot, you know, like. Exactly. Which I think. is pr- pretty fucking crazy too, that, you know, how are these people going to trust, you know, a machine you can say to do this, this uh, procedure that, gets to do with your brain you know like what if you don't come back you know wake up because of some error you know or something but again it's science um you know i guess elon knows what he's doing but again there's there's always i feel like there's a problem there's always going to be a probability of like something of an error you know yeah and i mean 
now that with the Teslas, he's already in insurance. So, I mean, you would just basically make sure you got a good insurance policy um, or you would just have people waive their rights to any sort of lawsuit if the device malfunctions, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, so there's definitely going to be some legal contracts about it, but funny enough, it'll probably be in the terms of use and no one will ever read it. And so, you know, it, it, it's it, within just the fucking contract. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Brother. And you know, I think the tra tricky thing we'll get with this is really um, a company like Elon Musk actually having your thoughts as crazy as that thinks because if they are again like basically thoughts are frequencies right like we we're light beings like we're made out of like vibration that's what keeps us together um so your thoughts will transmit a certain amount of energy and that's what they can pick up on like you just calibrate it so these devices will be able to pick up thoughts right but what will be the what, what will be the area of thought wave um collection you know is it literally just going to be inside of the mind of the person who's using it or for it to operate will it have to you know do some weird calibration on people who don't have it who knows you know what i'm saying and so i think that is where we're really moving but the thing that gets me just even by reading that little uh quote that i wrote is that it signals to an app so you know mm -hmm. again like Somebody, you know, has access to that application. Someone has control of that application. Let me debug your brain chip. Right. Let me brainwash you, you know? <laughs> right. 100, bro. 100. It, it... And that's, and you know, two things about the Elon Musk in light of everything that we're talking. He's the richest man in the world. Mm -hmm. And he's also one of the earliest people who said that universal basic income is going to be necessary. And he says it often. And so, you know, if he's the richest man and he's telling you, basically, if you're listening to him, like, yo, the shit that I'm working on is going to put you out your job, but first come help me build it. That's literally what he's telling these engineers. Help me build what's going to get you replaced. And, you know, just because of like creative destruction and capitalism, like people will sign up and a gamble to put themselves out of work if they think some way, somehow they can turn into a finesse, you know what I'm saying? And so that's just, that's just uh, life within of itself. But I think you really want to listen um, and pay attention. And I'm happy that you're having this conversation because um, you know, you could just watch the world robotics uh, conference from this, uh, from 2023 uh, very worth watching, especially for what we're talking about, uh, for several reasons. One, those little robot dogs, I don't know if you remember them when we were kids, but they made like the little, they were plastic, but they look like they're like metal and they're a little like, you know, they have like a little, a, a little script on them or like a sound or something. Yeah, well, yeah. now they make those same dogs for kids and they put chat GPT into the dog. You get what I mean? So now there's literally kids who are growing up just like there's kids who grow up with YouTube mm -hmm. and kids who grow up with TV and radio and bada boom, bada bing. There's kids growing up with AI. So then like, what is that going to look like? They're literally the future is theirs because they're they're the seed today. So it's already happening, bro. And then with the robots, they got humanoids like they have uh, some robots that do specific like bartending um, like they already have this over in Asia. And even with the, um, I know you're talking about the AI doing the brain surgery. That's not far-fetched, man. Like, the robots have, have been doing surgery for a while. And because of the technology stack, 
right? We're talking about computing plus like logic, like mm -hmm. they're and they have memory. So they're able to improve their work. And as long as you can make a mechanical arm that hits the angles and does the moves, right? It, it can do whatever you want it to. Yeah, sure. I mean, and then another question to this is like, of course, it's kind of kind of obvious, but is this the next step to the evolution? You know, is, is it yeah, I think we are definitely, especially with the Neuralink. That's what made me realize that the singularity was real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because uh, even to a degree with the uh, with our phones, you just hear about people who get like displaced from their phone and they get sick and shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I remember when I was a kid, bro, they'd be like, don't you bring your phone in this class? Like, you know, you just getting yeah. kicked out for having a phone. You know like, what I mean? Detention or something, you know? Exactly. But now it's like, how do you not have a phone? Your parents are so negligent type shit. Like, what? So, but it's I feel like. I feel like without with that phone usage, though, it is like I feel like look at the things that has happened, you know, like in the past that I feel like that kind of gets us to that point where we kind of do need our phones every single day. And that's how it's going to be with AI, man. It's going to be like you're going to need AI because you already get it right. Like when you get onto your favorite show, like streaming platform. The AI is recommending the content. It's, you know, I mean, that was the first wave was just basic personalization ability. Even just think about the bots that have always been on social media. You know what I mean? Like these, these technologies have just been getting better and better and better. And earlier you were talking about uh, just the autonomy of the AI. Well, before we were talking about AI, there was this like, um, there's this concept of just like uh, a, um like a joint consciousness more or less like that's what the internet represents that's what data represents right is that it's just all of us when we put our our video on like right now like this is our consciousness literally being transmuted into these platforms and so like the way you collect it and then the way that you can go back and um read through it which is what is happening with the technology mm -hmm. uh as we were talking about earlier you can just do a whole lot with that. And so now what we are thinking about is that you have AI that just is a part of your life and it already knows everything about you because it was fed the internet and it is the internet. And so like, it's just like, bro, it's like playing tic-tac-toe, but someone already has two pieces, you know. Like ahead of like, you or something. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, win the game. Right. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah man and i don't mean to say it like in a way that sounds like any other way than just like um like i'm a i'm a history nerdy type of guy i um am into social sciences that's like what my degree is in um and also just like marketing i'm a i'm an entrepreneur too so i look at these things um from like a a glance of all those sort of things um exactly what we're talking about and i've been thinking about them for a while just based off of my knowledge, um, just my knowledge base, you get what I'm saying? So um, we got AI, we got virtual reality, augmented reality. There's a book I think you would really like. It's, um, it's called. Um, but, uh, Loki, can you like uh, just dive a little deep into what you said, the last part of, of reality? Because I, I, I never kind of heard, I don't think I heard of it before. Augmented reality? Yeah, or I probably I have, but I don't think so. 
Yeah, so it's just, okay, so the book that I think you should check out is called The Inevitable. And this book, and I'm going to jump on that. This book was released in 2017, brother. And one of my uh, fraternity brothers put this on my radar. And I mean, it basically, like when you read it, you're going to be, it's going to feel familiar because everything that is said was going to happen has started to happen in like a serious form and been normalized. Um, but it's just, it's telling you, it's, it's, it's already out there, man. Um, and so with augmented reality, it's just a way like with, uh, do you ever see the Google, Google HoloLenses where you could like have glasses like what you and I have, but it has like a, like uh, interface in the glass where it could just like have your, um, Google, like your email, like running on the lens, um, that's like oh, augmented okay. reality is uh, when you can take the digital and then mesh it through some sort of interface with physical reality. Uh, sometimes that's just like taking a photo, like you might see a lot of the um, like furniture businesses that are really tech forward. They allow you to like take a photo of your room and like imagine like you put this couch in there that's using the augmented reality. Okay, but I, I kind of understand what you mean now. Like, what, for, like, I don't know, I forgot when was it, but, like, I remember when they were trying to promote this glasses where, like, how you said, the email, where you could record through it. So it's, it's like that then. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, these technologies, they are not ready for the general public because, like, maybe we don't realize the needs, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean they're not going to come back, like, when you and I are, like, 50, you know what I'm saying? And then it's going to be sold in a different way, but it'll be doing those things. And sometimes it can be medical. And I think medical, uh, medical reasons have uh, a lot of appeal um, for new technologies and things like that, just because, you know, chronic illnesses, um, just the way financing is set up, that if you could basically say there's a medical use for this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That you could just have hospitals with big budgets kind of bankrolling you to try to make that idea work there. Yeah, that's what's up. But I mean, other than that, my guy, I mean, I, I know you kind of said you were into a little politics and stuff like that. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, I went to, um, to school initially. Uh, for pre-law and political science and my goal was to become a senator uh, like just very seriously you know and um, more or less I just learned how the government operates for real you know and understand how constitution and law um, influence and then also research because there's a section of politics really called political engineering. Um, and that's where they do like your social like uh, experiments. It could be very innocent. It could just be like getting feedback on a survey. It could be uh, subjecting you to something, but more or less once someone does a political research, then they can propose a policy that matches it. So a political research could be like, uh, saying that, hey, we just found out that wherever um, cannabis use is high, that crime is high. 
And then they're like, oh, well, we should write a law that says that you can't use cannabis because you'll commit a crime. Just kind of think about how cannabis was outlawed, right? Uh, they use like experiences, right? They use, they try to use data statistics, things like that. And that's part of the machine. So like based on like your acknowledgement then and just like how you were seeing, you know, like how you said the government works, you know, and, you know, just based on current events and right now and how we are standing, where, where are we heading to, man? Like, like, where is America heading to, you know, like? Um, I mean, it depends on how you look at it, man. Um, you know, we could be heading nowhere quick. <laughs> um, and um you know but if you're talking about there's this concept it's called a pest analysis and it's very similar to kind of what we we're even doing in this conversation uh the p stands for politics the e stands for environmental the s stands for science and the t stands for technology mm -hmm. uh, for social s stands for social uh so you could do like a pest analysis right like where are we going to go um, politically, I mean, we seem like we're in the same place that we've been since uh, Bush left office, honestly. Like, you got a conservative party that never found itself after the Tea Party, you know what I mean? And then um, it's just kind of lost in itself. And then you have a Democratic Party that I think is definitely moving forward in ways uh, but also still not making real progress um, in like the way people live. Then when you look at just um, the population, I mean, the tricky thing for America is that we're not having babies, right? Uh, so when you think about things like taxes, you think about the stock market, you think about a lot of things that operate off of consumption. If you don't have future consumers, like, what does the future hold there? And so you have a whole society that's literally propped up on consumption and debt is paid in the future. So like, you know, how are we going to clear these checks? I think that's a big question that we got to figure out. Um, or even like, how do we rethink money? Because I think that might be where we have to go. Um, it's just our understanding and relationship with money changes, especially with things like universal basic income coming mm -hmm. Um I'm saying if you're defined by how much money you have now, you probably still will be in the future because like money will be harder to get for real, for real, um, you know, in terms of um, and I think that that also means that America is going to go through a political, social um what we're going through right now, like we're going through this flux period, bro, um, where everything kind of seems like it is getting thrown out, is getting like, you know, uh, tossed over. And so I think the future of America is more immigrants, more people from different countries who can fill um, in the gap um that americans that we're not filling in in terms of population which i think is going to be interesting for how conservatives like to talk about the population um because it's not going to go away <laughs> that's uh i find it interesting that you said that you know it's like that there's no nobody's like i guess having babies right now you know like it's yeah. and, and, and i feel like um you know the population population control is something that isn't really talked a lot about which i feel kind of where that's where kind of covid kicks in a little bit too 
you yeah, know, man. In, in, in some type of a theory way, you know. I mean, if you listen to the conversations on carbon emissions and minimization of carbon, man, because we're all carbon as well. So we're light, we're vibration, we're carbon, but like carbons are molecules, right? They're just building blocks of um, of uh, organic material, right? Mm-hmm. When you listen to how the highest members in the room discuss carbons population control is definitely part of the equation literally uh because so I, I, I don't want to cut you off real quick but are you talking about that event that happened i forgot where but this was like months before the uh, pe- the pandemic started where bill gates was bill yeah gates so there was event you're talking about event to one i think it yes, was yes yeah, yeah so event to one was lit but before event to one the the um there's this book called um yeah, which is pretty crazy when I kind of found out. Um, I really don't know much about that event, but I was just being told and I kind of did a little, I did a little research. Watch. But like just the equation I saw, but I was like, oh, my God, that's fucked yeah, man, up, they, man. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's because um, there's a book that basically is the platform that they're pushing. But you you got to. um. Sometimes you you gotta believe what even sounds crazy, man. Cause like when people are driven by their ego and the and just like their minds, like people can make a lot of things happen. But another you know? thing about that too, like how you just mentioned, is like even the craziest thing that you know were to think that would be true, but it's like mostly true. The other thing is that the media kind of controls what we think too. You know, like the news. You know, I feel like not all the news is being told. I guess it's just what they want us to, I guess, just know. Yeah, I'm going to find it, bro. But it's, um, I can't think of the title right now. But it's all about, about just like, um, um, book about population control club of Rome. The Limits to Growth. This book here. It's literally talking about that stuff, man. Um, like it's not a joke. I know it seems like it, cause like before we did not have access to data that we do now, mm-hmm. and so it did seem conspiratorial when someone like read or heard or seen something that you yourself couldn't um, read or touch yourself. But now, like the internet, it's it's out here, man. So this book of Rome, uh, this book by the Club of Rome, which you probably have heard of, and people are like, oh, it's a conspiracy. No, they wrote a book about the limits to growth, which include, um, you know, the population and how if the world gets overconsumed, that there's basically not enough resources to feed everyone. And so they have been working since the seventies to get the population to a sustainable point. Like it's not a joke, man. Um, It it just is. Once you take that serious, you got to ask what would people do to make that happen? And they talk openly about it, but um, you got to be tuned into the rhetoric, man, because that's what I learned in college is that, Things are, things can be, can be intellectual as a cover, 
you know, people can make everything seem so impossible and hard to understand. And like, you can never get like all these different facets of the world, but it's like, why couldn't you? It came from a brain, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a thought. Um, yeah. And so once you start learning the verbiage and the code and how people talk, you can tell when people are deliberately trying to have certain conversations in the open. Um, and so they got platforms for that. They got meetings for that. You know what I'm saying? And um, they're acting that out, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really are. They they talk about controlling carbon emissions. How often? <laughs> yeah, a lot. But it's like, um, I was going to say something. But I kind of lost my train of thought. But um, damn, I lost my train of thought. My bad. But it's yeah, all good, brother. Uh, continue. We were going to say, though. Um, no, I mean, that was, that's really what I was, um, what I was going to bring. I just couldn't stop thinking about the book. You know what I mean? Because oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, like you're talking about something that's actually relevant, man. And that event tool one that they did before um, COVID happened, it was like, you know, it was crazy because they basically talked you through how it was actually going to play out. And then once COVID happened, you, you saw it like more or less like they were, they showed, um, like made up news coverages and even how they would discuss it. And I'm telling you, man, they, it, it almost was like to a T bro. Like the way the COVID broke out, the way the news like started talking about COVID and the yeah. way that the answer might only be, um, and it would be um, like some type of vaccine and like, what's going to break first, the economy or what, are people going to, it was just like, wow, bro. What was crazy wow. to me was that, they found a vaccine within a year or like less than a year. Right. And so it was gotta... like, like to me, I don't know, just like everyone being supposedly quote unquote had to be inside. Right. Without it, unless you need to be out necessary or like first responders, whatever. But yeah, we like, worked all year because but, I, I started my state farm man in 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, I don't know, just like, in order for them to like find something real fast, real quick, is I don't know, like very fishy. And then again, to have like two vaccines, like you need to have two vaccines, like why? <laughs> right. And what is the actual effectiveness of people who got the vaccine are still getting sick, you know? And I mean, that's just a whole nother. And then you got all these boosters and all now you got all these different type of variants of the COVID and it's like because of COVID now this this variant happened and then this variant happened because of that variant it is like yeah, it's like a, it's just another chronic disease basically another chronic situation and chronic yeah. means just like yeah and, and now another question to this is like did this pandemic did it I it affected everybody of course but like did it make it for the better or for the worse I think for some people, man, just like being in insurance, bro, and having talked to people like all through the pandemic and then remembering like when people were first starting to come back outside after the pandemic, <laughs> you know, some people have not gone over trauma. I mean, I lost my, my godfather during the pandemic, bro. So uh, for some people, it definitely was not for the better, you know, and um for some people, their lives literally got uprooted. I mean, there was a, a cleaners that was open right next to us before the pandemic, and it didn't make it through, you know? So, mm -hmm. like, the owner of that business, their life, questionably, whether it's better now after um, 
the pandemic. And I think just even um, having like uh, close friends, family friends who were in like emergency, like EMT dispatch, you know, I know they're telling me there's a lot of domestic abuse happening during COVID, you know, and so um, I think it's just an interesting situation because however you experience COVID is probably your like gonna it's it, that's what is sticking with people for a long time is however they went through it you know um I feel like a lot of people did lose you know family loved ones and all um you know jobs people lost jobs you know it it, it was kind of crazy and hectic in a way but like and they called it the great reset that's, that was like the big economic forum. Like that was the big drum that was being rained by like the quote unquote elites mm -hmm. at the same time. So, you know, I know that went over some people's head, but that wasn't coincidental, bro. And now look at everything that's happening, man. Um, you know, simultaneously, China was also celebrating like it's 200th birthday or something like that. And um, I watched that man in the in the in the head of China like really was just like yo, you know it's game time like you all got to be committed to just like making China more like liked in the world and like they they talked about from arts to military like they got a whole plan that as a nation they're exacting, um, and their big problem is in, in politics there's this thing called bilateralism. And that means two, there's a bi, there's one, two. Mm. And bilateralism means that two, two powers control the top, right? And so you share it. Well, what the world seems like to most is a unilateral power structure because it seems like the United States and all of the United States allies are policing and controlling the world. And so China coming, like, like you got to remember, China was once a third world country before um, offshoring started happening in like the 80s and the 90s and really building up their population. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, they were not respected. And so now that they have a big population, literally the biggest, maybe second to India, might be bigger than India. Um, but they're technologically as advanced as America. They're like, yo, we don't want to be second to you no more. You know what I mean? And so that's the big fight that's really going on and it's been going on for a long time. But America was caught up in the war in Afghanistan, um, which was about money and opium, you know. And so um, everybody was just missed, missed, um, misguided and so now the unfortunate thing is is that america we might be burnt out on war you get what i mean but like sometimes you just gotta fight and so like people i think in this day and age like you even talking about covid i think covid did wear people out right like in a different like an emotional type of way mm -hmm. you know what i mean in a physiological type of way that's like different than when you're working every day it's kind of like you were just sitting and you just got like stressed out and it's like damn how do i get unstressed from sitting <laughs> you know it's like that's it's, yeah. it's it's that's a difficult thing because it's like i'm not even doing nothing and i just feel like not okay right. um, and so um 
with this with this fight that's going on, you know, early on it was the BRICS movement. I don't know if you're familiar with that acronym of BRICS, but this is how China started to build its power was by creating its own alternative to um, things like the United Nations and like the Group of Twenty. Uh, so BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South America. Um, and together, they just created an economic unit because you got to remember, like when you're wanting political power, you have to have um, either technological or resources mm -hmm. um, on your side because you got to spend that to get power or to keep power. Right. Yeah. So when you're by yourself and you're saying, yo, America, like I'm not going to put up with you. America just be like, Psh. OK, OK. But when China started building up bricks and you and remember South Africa, where's Elon Musk from South Africa? Okay. Where did Elon Musk get put on for his Tesla trucks initially? China. Mm -hmm. What's inside of his technology? AI. And so, you know, what I mean, it's interrelated, bro. It's interrelated. That's crazy. Like it all connects. You know, it, it can't it, not connect, bro. No, it can't not connect. Cannot. Why? Why though? Or like, why? Why you say that? Because then it can't exist. If ah. it, if it doesn't actually connect, it dies. Oh shit. That's that's crazy. I didn't I didn't like think of it like that or or no like that. I don't know how to say that, but that's 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 kind of cool. It is an interesting thing, man, it is. and it's something that I didn't anticipate, like, arriving at as an understanding in life, man, but my education, like, being liberal, like, I really had to read a lot, I had to expose myself to a lot just to get through, and so you start seeing continuity, you start, even in things that are opposite, like, think about this, man, Usually when you write an argument, you got to have a pro and a, a con. con. Like you can't have an argument unless there's two sides. That's true. Like you need always an, a counter argument to your paper. Exactly. Which is. <laughs> so then know, it's like, like. How can you prove a point? <laughs> and so you got to oh you got to be sharing a point, which is always going to be a commonality between parties. Right. But it's mm -hmm. always like, how do you treat and work with that point? Is that a bad, is that hot? Nobody wants to touch the point. No one wants to gather around the point. So then it's all like bad and polarizing. Or is it like cool and calm? And is it like, damn, we all want to gather around this point. And sometimes that's like what fighting and emotions can be, right? Like that could be uh, what's really used a lot in this system is like getting us to feel a common way. And then once we feel that way, it's like, we'll do this with that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But um, other than that, my guy, like, like, with like these coming up elections and all, I don't know if you've been deep into it or not yet. But like, how, how you think? How 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 you looking at it so far? Honestly, bro, like, I don't get too caught up necessarily in the elections anymore okay. because it really is such a. Um, it's, it's like a racket, bro. And I mean, like national I'm here, like on a local level, like, you know, you definitely can use politics to 
make change. And that's one thing I love about Chicago is like that spirit is here mm-hmm. and that inspires me. Um, you know, in terms of um, who wins and how that turns out, I'm, I'm very interested, especially with um, Joe Biden's performance as a president. Um, I think that our politics have become more and more telling of like the general American people over time. Mm-hmm. Where, like early on, it was just like reflective of specific uh, groups. But I think enough people now are thinking about politics that the results are, are pretty reflective um, of us as a country in some sort of way. You know what I'm saying? So um, like if we ultimately have a president like Joe Biden that, um, I mean, he had his own controversies with his son and like this whole like money laundering uh, yes. uh, situation. Um <laughs> And then it's, even just like the way he was with drugs. Yes, you know the cocaine that that was found in the White House. The White House. <laughs> come on, man! A lot of hypocrisy. It is like, come on, man. Yeah, like, man. So you know, and uh, uh, one funny thing to me is like it's funny how like his dogs just keep biting the security guards. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, like what's up with these dogs, bro? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, bro. Something fishy's going on there, man. Literally, it is, bro. It really is, man. And so, with uh, with the politics and even like, basically, um, an interesting thing about even all of this stuff is the intelligent agencies. I don't know if you've looked into them much, but like, there is politics that changes, like you know, on election day, mm-hmm. but then there's politics that keep going through election day. And you got to think, like, how is that game played? Because the president's going to change. Mm-hmm. Shit, a senator's going to die. But America still has to be here. Damn. That's wild. Right? And yeah, so, that, that is pretty wild. You know, Especially... There's organizations that exist for that. <sighs> but the thing is, like, why, why, do you, why, why do these things have to happen, you know? Like... Ego, brother. Ego, and then the theory of like spiritual growth. I don't know if you looked into that. No, not really. Um, I, but just by the spiritual thing, I I forgot what's it called, but I remember where Alex Jones and I forgot who he went with to like the woods, and he kind of recorded where he saw like all these elites. Uh, it's called the Bohemian yeah, the Grove. Bohemian Grove. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fraternal yeah. orders are real, man. I'm in a fraternity, so I know they they real, you know, fraternities. That's crazy. And rituals, bro. That that's crazy. And the thing is, like, are you think these type of rituals are like, like what they say it is, like, like the satanic type of rituals or whatever, like you know, like evil type of shit or. So the interesting thing about the word Satan and. Um, you know, Lucifer mm-hmm. in these terminologies is that when you get into the studies, they don't have the same meaning that the public is controlled by. Uh, Lucifer is light, you know what I'm saying? And so that's that's generally, if you even look at how the Israelis are talking about the Muslims, uh, it's coded terminology, right? And so... Um, 
if you are being enlightened, you are generally um, pushing the limits of being controlled by God absolutely. Um, if you think about Adam eating the forbidden fruit, he was literally forbidden by God. Mm -hmm. But for him to have knowledge, right, for him to have wisdom, he had to eat the fruit. That's how he knew. And that was the light. And so, you know, are these groups furthering those? I don't think that these groups are not all groups clearly are furthering the light and enlightenment and knowledge of man. Um, and, you know, just us being able to live a better life because mm -hmm. there is out of this whole book, like it's uh, the Torah, the Sefer Yetzira, um, the, the Bible, but the Bible's like a rewritten format, man. And so that oh, goes yeah. into like, like plenty of times I'm sure it has been like rewritten. Yeah, because I mean, there's multiple versions, but then like what is literally known as a Bible was just like agreed upon by like a group of, of men. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there's like stories outside, like there is a collection of stories that the that the Bible comes from, but the whole thing wasn't given. And even how it was shared um, over time, like it was not allowed to be told the same way. Um, and that has to do with things like if you're familiar with like the Kabbalah, uh, K-A-B-B-A-L-A-H. And then there's also C-A-B-A-L-A. -A -A. And so they seem similar. Mm -hmm. They're both pers they're both using magic, which is also something that's similar to psychology and design. Um, propaganda, you get what I'm saying? Um, and through that, ultimately, uh, what the Kabbalah thinks is over time, we are going to grow and become one, but we have to like go through these eras of like strife. And it's like kind of already been written. Like there's, it's kind of like um, one of those things where even though we, we're caught up in like the play of what's happening right now, like there's a greater story that's happening around us and we're just caught up in the temporary not knowing that even when we're trying to be random and spontaneous that we're still getting to this eventual point like where we're just gonna be like one yeah we will be one but it may not be like six billion of us right uh -huh. it might just be a few thousands a couple million you know and especially with the fact that like population control is real. So you have like real spiritual developments that are happening, you know, to man. And because we create what's inside of our mind, you also have all of these external influences that are kind of pushing us the same way in its own type of way. You know, we're talking about AI, we're talking about social media, we're talking about all these things that in a way has connected our, our consciousness, has connected our um, experience because just think bro like there used to be populations that never saw one another mm -hmm. never talked to one another didn't even know each other existed yeah that's crazy like i'm sure that's still happening right now you know yeah there there has to be yeah. some some population out there deep somewhere like it's on like I mean? amazon or sort of like you know the jungle yeah, for real. like the tribals you know yep which is like holy shit like 
or even like that gets to do even like with the hollow theory you know like the hollow earth theory you know like what if there's actually some inner world you know inside exactly earth, right that little did we know you know like for what if the exactly. dinosaurs are still there you know <laughs> and and some of these um you know some of these schools of thought and ideology um, they have layers to them, you know, and sometimes it can be a figurative hollow earth. It could be a literal hollow earth, you know, just getting level set on, you know, are we dealing with material, physical or metaphysical, uh, energetic things? Um, because to some humans aren't the only living beings even on earth, but because of how we perceive you know, one another, we we don't see the other energy forms that surround us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I so, like, where I think what people see is like we're like the top tier of like the food chain. You can say, yeah, you know, you know, because there's even with like um, concepts of geometry. You know, you can't perceive the shape if you don't have enough distance from the shape to see the whole thing. You know, and so. Um, you know, with our perception and that it is built on surviving in our form, we do believe that we're the highest, we're at the top of the food chain. But if there's something else out there that's really guiding, you know, it lives longer than us. It's already been here before we even got here, you know, then who's to, to know what exactly um, is, uh, is uh, the most powerful force here? Right, you know, yeah, like so much can we do, and like I know I was talking about it in a previous episode, but it's like you know how like pretty much we're very like delicate, you know, like our bodies are very delicate, so right. it's funny to still think that we're like the top of the food chain, but yeah, like with like one I don't know touch of a you know broken bone or like you know just some something could be small enough that would just like mess your whole body up, dude. <laughs> Right, and it's right. crazy because like i i know people that like literally could just be like from a simple i don't know like a fall or just like a sprained knee or something and then later on they just have you know other effects on it and it's like damn you know like we used to you know go and hunt our food you know run around barefoot you know with like make our own weapons and all and now it's like processed food and you know we're all now it's all given to us and it's like not not the way it should always be, you know? And it's killing people. It is. Like, it... Literally, the diet is, is is leading, you know, to diabetes and, you know, high blood pressure. Cholesterol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, going back to, like, how you just quickly mentioned um before, about the population control. Like, yeah, like, COVID happened. Like, it destroyed, like, you know, people died and all. and But, yeah, like, it's still a problem. So, like, how much of it did it really solve, you know? Like, right. if, yet, if yet, like, the future is still, like, in, in like, midair, like, floating now, you know? Like, was there to be? And those are the... Uh, and I like to think that those sort of questions are the ones that we need to be asking, especially when we live in a world where people believe in elitism and, like, you know other certain people are better fit to be leaders than others well ultimately if these people who are supposed to be 
uh, best fit or incapable of, uh, you know, forming the right solutions. Like we can't keep voting for the same type of people. We can't keep putting the same type of people in power because, I mean, that just gets us the same result. And I know it's tricky because, you know, we, we follow behavior, you know, we, um, we just, what we, sometimes mimic and emulate do we try to emulate others so um breaking the biases in society um will be challenging but i think that ultimately there's a lot that could help us really make the change that we need no yeah for sure <clears throat> um just one quickly last topic uh before we actually move on but it's more like of like I think what we what's kind of needed to be talked is pretty much what's going on right now, you know, with the war over there in Israel and stuff, and stuff like that. Like it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, I really am not really much like on top of it, but from like what I really know, it's just like it's been kind of going on for a few days already. Um, a lot of people are getting killed and stuff like, but um. Uh, do you know a little more on, on it, my guy? I have a understanding of geopolitics, which is what it is um, to some extent. And geopolitics is just like geographic politics that's based off of location, geography. I mean, we get you can have micro geopolitics like here, like someone thinks this neighborhood is theirs. Well, you know, what I mean, somebody else might think that neighborhood is there and then they just fight it out for the neighborhood. Right. I mean, that's basically what is happening in uh, in um, over there like in Israel, Israel, formerly Palestine. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it's a very interesting time. And I know it's controversial to discuss it, but, you know, when you read um, the Torah um, and the Tumult, which is like the base books for some to Judaism. Um, Israel has several meanings. Israel is a place in the heart. Israel is the name of the father Jacob who had the tribe, the 12 sons of Israel. And in the scripture, some could say that Israel is a real place promised to the children of Israel, meaning the seeds of Jacob. Mm -hmm. And so um, basically that is what is Zionism. I don't know if you're familiar with that term, um, no. but Zionism mm -hmm. is the movement that led to um Israel occupying Palestine and reclaiming it. And the reason why I'm going to say reclaim is just because like, if you look at, if everything is about historical um, reference, like you could just, you know, search like, when did Jacob become Israel? Right. Mm -hmm. And you'll see that Jacob becomes Israel in Genesis 32, 27. So like what was before Jacob became Israel? Like, you know, what, what was Egypt? Like what were all these different places? Mm -hmm. um, and so if there is a prehistory that's being denied for a preferred story, it kind of fits into everything that we're talking about. Because if ultimately Israel is successful, just think about what that means. That means that we live through a, a, a 
we lived through a modern genocide that became accepted. Like they literally <laughs> moved there, killed the people that were living there. Mm -hmm. And then they had a whole campaign on like get on our side and people just helped them finish the job. And then we're all supposed to just move on. Like our friends that we know who are Palestinian and American, right? Like that, that land of Palestine just never existed. Like, what are we going to do for them? Like, are we just going to deny their ethnicity, like their nationality? Like, what, what is that? So I think it's just a tricky um, thing, but it is all interrelated because, again, just like the alignment of forces, you had uh, the British government in America help finance um, the occupying of Palestine and, you know, claiming um, Israel. And so... There's a lot of hands in the pot. And then you have, um, you know, people who are empathetic to um, colonialism and occupying like land. And so uh, I think that this is that thing that really does get the fire burning. You know, I, I was just asking someone, what do you want to do in the military when you get <laughs> recruited? Uh -huh, you know? Say. So they don't want it at all. And that's why I'm like, yo, people are, are, are likely tired. But then, you know, there's a lot of things that can be used to fight war. And that's maybe another um, topic. But, like, the instruments of war are interesting. Um, and so. Like, I know, like, it's for some reason, I know there has to be a war. For some reason, like. It is, man, because it, it moves the financial, the foreign exchange market, man. And so people make profit onward because yeah. you know money value changes so just think like right now um money's being invested in all these wars right yeah and then when wars end usually there's some sort of trial where people are forced to pay back money that was assumed for war you know think about germany after world war ii yeah and i can already imagine the one that's that's in ukraine still happening right now Exactly. And I mean, even when you listen to the way that they talk about it, they talk about Ukraine 2.0. And so that's the thing that is kind of over people's heads. And um, even with what happened in the Middle East, the goal was to rebuild it. Right. That, mm -hmm. That's literally what they were saying. They thought that they basically it's all imperialism, bro. People are just running up in other people's shit and saying, this is mine um, and you got to accept it. And um Sometimes that could be good and bad. That could be like China's telling Hong Kong, like, yo, you're our country. That could be like Russia telling Crimea, like, you're our country. But it's like, what what, are, what does a, a country even mean? Right. It's just, a, <laughs> I don't know, it's just a piece of land, literally just being called Maybe. a name. I but mean, a country is also in space, right? The International Space Station, that literally is not a, a piece of land, but that piece of equipment that comes from a specific country is that country's territory. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So it's like it, it what came is from them, you know, it's made out of from like wherever it came from, you know, feel me? Like Yeah, and so um I think with the Israel um Hamas thing, it's clearly already it, it was kind of like Black Lives Matter. <laughs> like but on a whole another level, bro, because it, it is that deep, bro. Like I mean, they've already been extreme, so successful. Though. Yeah, I mean, bro, just listen to how they're talking to, uh, they're talking about the Palestinians, man. Like, you can hear just the absolute racism 
and some of the the way people from uh, the Israel uh, power structure are talking about, you know, Palestinians just like being like, yo, I don't care about these people. Like, you know, it's just like, wow, how, how am I supposed to have empathy for people who have no empathy? Right. And like be able to talk to like people about like, like how they're talking about them. You feel me? Like, like you got right. like, like, like where they exploded, like the hospital, you know, like a few, you know, people that died in there, like a few dozen people died, which is like, holy shit, you know, like, I guess there's no heart to it, but I feel like right now it's more of like the pride between them. No, we don't. Yeah. And so we we're talking about spirituality. We were talking about like uh, singularity. We're talking about a lot of things that um, fit this concept of the world that you might be interested in called Babylon. And so Babylon's like this um, concept of control and like just society where we pursue like the wrong sort of ends in life. Like we pursue um, ego things, you know, we pursue material, like things that don't make us um, better off inherently. And so um, you kind of look at what is happening and just think like, you know, is this for the betterment of everyone that this is happening? Um, I'm not too sure, man. I mean, like, I feel like, right. like, I feel like there's a lot of bad things happening, but like, I guess at the end, like it or not, to some certain people, there's something that's coming out of this. Exactly. Like, I feel like for them, it's like, yeah, sure, we're gonna lose our people or some of our people, but yet again, like, it's okay. We can rebuild. We can, you know, I guess reproduce, and of course. Th- Again, population control, I guess, falls and it gets involved in that type of shit, too. Yeah, because, I mean, ultimately, they, they, they're they putting, you know, Palestinians in internment camps. Like, they're literally pushing back the border of, like, Palestine. And so that is literally controlling people, you know what I'm saying? And then they have a whole security state that's set up. And, I mean, I think you should definitely look into uh both sides of it because a lot of these things is it really does come down to uh, once you have a working mind you just making sense of it and i think that most people with a working mind are probably in in hard places constantly in in life because there's so many things that are going wrong that don't have to be wrong and like we have all the resources for things to be going right so then when things are constantly going wrong right it's like who's benefiting and you know why yeah most definitely and i feel and it's just like i feel like it's something like i think everybody should kind of be more aware of um and i guess just kind of based on the conversation i feel like like i guess people tend to say like you know polit- polit- politics and like religion don't don't go together don't you know align together but like feel like it, it, do. it, it does. Because they're, I mean, almost, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go, go on, my guy. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, like, early law was, like, really coming from the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily personal law, like property law, but, like, civil law, like, how do you live your life? You know what I mean? That was, like, originally, like, the clergy. Like, in the Roman Empire, like, 
they were determining, um, you know, the Catholic church would determine a lot of like how you should and shouldn't live. Like a lot of the um, ethical ways of living came through most religious, um, quote, uh, what we understand as religion, because, you know, religion isn't everything, but in the world that we live in, a lot of things are referred to as religion. Hmm. I feel like it's more like of a moral, you know, like. Yeah, and you know, that's, that's kind of like what law could be about, but then the tricky thing is who has the moral compass, and I mean, that was like the tricky thing about uh, uh, having like a, a monarchy, right, is like whenever the king changed, the queen changed, mm -hmm. then the idea of the people changed, because now you have to literally fit the ego of the ruler, you get what I'm saying? And sometimes America can seem like that with how pe people worship the president and other political um, leaders. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, um, we're all human. So even the most perfect human presumably would have a flaw that would make him not perfect and not above another human. Yeah. But we don't live like that. No, we don't. <laughs> it's uh, based on a lot of judgment and stuff. I know, man. That's why I love the, like, not a stoner part of my brand because it's part that, too, is, is being like, yo, like, we're just, like, we're all the same. Like, whether you do it or not, man, like, I'm not really here to cast a stone on you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm really here to connect with the individuals on a human level and then try to affect some change in our communities that could really be for the better you know no for, for sure my guy and, and that's just a, a little good way to actually transition to to you know something else that we actually wanted to talk to here in the, in the show tonight and it, and it's mostly like just just you my guy just your backstory of like how, how you came up with you know the daily roller the smoke responsibility social you know like like tell us a little bit more man yeah, so uh, Daily Roller really came about from a lot of the things that we're talking about right now, man. Just like my understanding of politics, society, technology, all these different things. And um, also just health, you know, being in a position where um, ultimately striving for success in my life, uh, being prescribed Vivance by a doctor to focus and to operate, but not getting the opportunity to be given cannabis by the doctor, mm -hmm. you know, and just like kind of seeing with my own eyes, like the effects of getting dependent on things like Vivance versus like people who use cannabis, you know, and even just personal experience on the two different substances. Um, so having that experience really um, made me think different, made me feel different. Like, yo, I don't have to be taking Vivance for ADHD. I could just consume cannabis like a good strain and know what that strain is. And that'll help me focus and do my work. And yeah, right now I'm smoking it. But, you know, there's other forms of consuming cannabis that still have the same effect um, without those awful side effects that the other stuff does um so having that plus seeing how the colorado market 
coming online for legality was being um, portrayed by Fox News back in 2014. So I used to watch a lot of Fox News. Um, so um, I saw that they were really making it like stonerish, like people disoriented, like, oh, my gosh, like just making really light of it. But in my in my personal life, I was using it to um, not have to take Vivance and to be successful. So then it's just like, yo, if we're in this moment in time, someone had once told me, like, you know, follow the follow policy changes. A lawyer once told me that to know where the world is going. So seeing literally laws change behind cannabis it's automatically like that came in my mind. I'm like, okay, so laws are changing. It's being misrepresented. Yeah. And then when you read the reason why it's happening and being a black man, I can see the racial side of it too. And I'm just like, man, this is messed up. If there's going to be a better future, like there has to be a, a, a solid representation of what like the market is more like which is diverse it's individuals like you and i we're hard working you know we have multiple interests we're literally talking about technology politics art and fashion and design you know what i mean like it's not just like vaginal and just consuming mindless like television bro like that's not yeah no hell yeah <laughs> it's so daily roller bro so that's that's literally how i came up with daily roller i started in um let me tell you I registered the domain um, January 10th of 2014. Nice. That's what's up, man. And then Smoke Responsibly Social, it came about because it's the same. It's like basically the same thing, same energy, mm -hmm. um, but in a different form. You know, with Daily Roller, we do a lot. We're known for like our clothing, right? Like our style, our design. Um, and so... For Smoke Responsibly Social, the whole point was getting a community to come together in person to talk about important things for the community. Like, you know, I spent thousands of dollars at the dispensary. Like, how do I know what is good and what is not? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm also from out of town. Um, where yeah, I'm from, like, cannabis. Oh, I'm sorry, but the interesting thing is that you're from Indiana, correct? Exactly. I'm from yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Man, like. Like another question to you, I wanted to actually bring up. I don't want you know cut you off or go off topic really, but it's mostly it's like, you know, just coming from a kid from Indiana, you know, like why you know why come to you know Illinois and stuff, you know, like I'm sure you could have like gone through another whole different state probably, you know. Yeah, honestly, I came here for um for the reason that. I got job offers here after college. So before I graduated, I had some offers here and I'm okay. like, yo, this one go, um, go get a job. And so I'm like, all right. Um, but I also, I had already started daily roller and published my first book and where I'm from, it's like the 13th largest city in America. So like, yeah, if I'm successful there, I can definitely, you know, be more successful in other places. A greater challenge would be going to like the third largest city in America and becoming a successful entrepreneur, right? And so, um, with that sort of success, it's just it really can change your life because I mean it's way more international. Just even the things that you have seen us make possible this year um, is just really 
it's not <clears throat> always possible in other places, right? Like I couldn't have partnered with this in, in Indiana, right? Um, or okay, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So. It's just, it's just really one of those things, me trying to do the math on what makes sense in the long run and um, taking a leap of faith that I can make it happen. And it's been happening, bro. Like you, you we're doing this podcast because the work's been working, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, literally, bro. And like and on both ends, you know, like how you were just mentioning before we even hit that record button, which is like, you know, it was part of like your vision, you know, like you on the podcast yeah. now, bro. And that's what's up. You know, and, and for you. me, it's it's more like it more exposure, but more acknowledgement and, and more just acknowledgement for my audience. You feel me? Like, it's crazy, you know, like I'm sure from your just in your personal experience as well as like just looking back on like how you started until looking now and probably even just seeing the possibilities of like the future of like the outcome. If you just keep on doing, you feel me? Like, absolutely, it's just, bro. It's just, you know, like. Proud, proudness of, of yourself you feel me like you got to take that shit you know like, yeah and, and i think that's something that a lot of people are missing in their life honestly i i see a lot of people uh, kind of not have uh know what their passion or like how to invest deeper in life you know a lot of people are kind of one foot in one foot out with this thing man but when you start something and um you know for me it was all those things I told you, but like I had never done this. I'd never been an entrepreneur. Uh, so I didn't even know if I was right. Right. So it's just like having the um, courage to bet on yourself. And then when you do that, to learn how to celebrate yourself, man, because that like adds to life in such a like special way, bro. Because even when people, may recognize you they may not fully see everything you had to do to make it happen so if you're always looking for other people's congratulations it may never feel full right but when you're like damn man i remember i remember when all i could do was brand a hat now i can make a hat from scratch bro you know and i could sew it or i could have a really great class manufacturer do it for me you know and mm -hmm. so just things as small as that it is it's awesome but it wasn't like it was all easy and cake work, um, even though it might just seem like simple artifacts, man, because ultimately, um, you know, when you are creating something original and, uh, you know, unique to yourself, you will have to deal with people not understanding it, you know, and then that's going to do something to you as well. And so just dealing with knowing how to have misunderstanding in your life and then not be fatal you know <laughs> yeah most definitely I, I i feel that i do feel that on that level hell yeah but at and, the same time i feel like for those it's just you know just say fuck them and just keep doing you bro because at the end of the day it's like eventually people are gonna start fucking with your shit and and i'm not gonna lie i got i got the i got them socks bro i, I fuck with them socks the free yeah. cannabis socks? Yeah, they're so they're, they're like soft and nice. I, I fuck thank with you, them. bro. Yeah, bro. And, like and, and that's important to me, man. You know, um, because just like you're like, hey, you could have moved to any state. Like you can do fashion in a number of ways, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a, it's a medium, and that's how I use. It. I use it as a medium, right? Free cannabis socks, free cannabis tie. Not a stoner on the hat. Achieve mm -hmm. the pursuit on the hat. You know what I mean? It's it's a, a platform. 
And so, um, you know, I really thought about my, my approach with Daily Roller and it didn't happen overnight by any means. Um, and even still, like there's things getting put together that it's new learning. It's, it's mm -hmm. like the first time getting a repetition and like smoke responsibly social. At the beginning of this year, I had never put on nine consecutive events back to back each month. And then also write blog posts about that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole nother experience on top of um, all the work that actually goes into the physical moment of the event. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's interesting, bro. Yeah, it is. It is very interesting, man. And especially like once you know that it's actually like your passion, and especially knowing that you're doing something that you love doing, it it's even more like of a a greater achievement and stuff. You know, even even within the little things. Exactly, you know, and the passion really comes from wanting uh, people to have more accessibility to cannabis, mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean we're getting prescribed other things that are not as helpful for us. Um, and just understanding that the law itself, like the funny thing about it, everything that we're talking about is that the law literally says that there's no medical use for cannabis. Like the law, this concept that we allow to control us literally states a, a an obvious mis fact that people live by just think about that and that that also just like drives me you know to live in a world where that happens that's just like kind of like reclaiming a claiming a country to be yours and just everybody accepting like oh yeah we know that it ain't yours but like we're gonna act like it's yours all the time like yeah <laughs> we know that it's actually medicinal but we're all just gonna act like it doesn't no matter how many years the chinese and all other cultures use cannabis and teas and tinctures yeah. and oils you know what i'm saying like, after like, 1937 no but the thing is like <laughs> i feel like people tend to forget like it's been here more than we have you i know, know like, bro like how many generations of people have like smoked or even just used it as a remedy to their own culture you know like exactly like it just it just had to be our government that tried to find a way to tax it man <laughs> literally <laughs> you know tax it but then criminalize it that's really the the taxes wouldn't be an issue man because like you know you pay to play in life that's just how it goes but to criminalize mm -hmm. It is like a whole nother level, bro. That's like taking it, you know, that's like if, if they counted how many breaths you took each day and then they're like, look, you take one more breath, we're taking you're your done, ass to jail. You're done. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> yo, this plant, if you consume this shit, we're taking you to jail. Like, what? You know, be like, I didn't half, even... half taking the last toke, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> make sure they gotta make sure you, you didn't take that full last tug man <laughs> right half, just a little half pull yeah, yeah you, man you know you saw that half life. half of that blunt burning you saw that <laughs> <laughs> they're like uh you know we we can't just have you being free yeah it's it's crazy man but like just just knowing the fact like how people just you know, have fought for, had fought, you know, for like cannabis rights, man. Like, it's because it gets to do also with their own rights, you know. Like, why, That's why what I'm does, saying, bro. why does, That's why what does I'm the saying. government or like my job have to like tell me what can I do out of, you know, out of, I don't know, like job hours or you know certain things, you know, like why can I not be yeah. my own self in my own house? 
yeah, the same government that traffics and, and does all that. Like, I mean, that, and that's the thing. And that's why politics does matter. Civic involvement does matter when you're having these sort of conversations and these sort of movements, because those are the vehicles to make change in society. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, when we just accept that uh, entity like a government can control our lives when a democracy is supposed to be um, what, what is called a, um, a social contract. And that means that as citizens, we're, we're uh, consciously giving up certain powers to allow the government to have certain powers. That, that's literally what a democracy is supposed to be built on. Um, but when that gets like to the point where people think that the government is like the the leader and we're the followers, that's how you know we lost, bro. Because like, remember, they're founding fathers, not like a founding government, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like, when did the when did the people start getting led by the machine? That's just like when did people start getting led by AI, like social media? You yeah, know. social media has actually been, you know, a big impact on a lot of people. And it's just, it's especially, it's impacting on these young kids, man, where where the impact is not, like, the right direction. Unfortunately, it does seem that it, it has um, negative consequences because it is also tied into um, things like capitalism, right, social capital, real capital, so by way of these platforms, people can get motivated to do things that they normally wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, just for what that capital could be on the other side, you know? Yeah, totally. Exploitation. But um, I actually uh, wanted to ask you, my guy, what's what's the background? Because uh, I see it's a lot of pink action going on behind you. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we got the announcement. You know what I'm saying? On November 14th, we'll be having a smoke responsibly social at OK Willing, uh, discussing medical marijuana uh, policies on a national level with Debbie Chergai. Uh, she's the executive director of Americans for Safe Access out in D.C., and they played a big role in getting um, cannabis legalized in D.C. And so they work across the country. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's into what we're talking about, man, like, just developing the consciousness, getting people activated in the right way. You know what I mean? Bringing the knowledge and the information directly to you because sometimes it could be speculative. Like people could be like, oh, cannabis, can that really be medical? You know what I mean? Like we've had a doctor, we've had a pharmacist, you know what I mean? People think you can't even consume and be responsible. So like we just got a whole responsible thing moving, right? Like we got quality conversation, good locations, sharing knowledge. Um, and that's oh, gonna yeah. be super dope. Oh yeah, my guy. But like, how how do you get in contact with these people? If you don't mind me asking, like, you just like Google, like I don't know, like you just how how do you get them? You just I just approach them, bro. I just let them know what I'm doing, you know. And that's the importance in the name. I know it's hard for people to always remember the full thing or say the full thing, but intentionality. And thinking about, like, what am I trying to do for the culture? I'm trying to say that we can smoke responsibly and be social, right? Uh, because, like, there's no consumption lounges in Chicago, right? Like, there's still, there's still a stereotype of, like, what happens when people like us get together. Um, yeah. So by framing it in responsibility, I mean, it, it seems difficult to say no 
to, uh, you know, someone who's wanting to connect literally the industry. We didn't done Illinois normal. We didn't done people from just different sphere um, of the landscape, you know, next year we're going to be doing more. So um, it's just uh, people being down with the message, which even if you hear it, you're like, yeah, smoke responsibly social. Some people they'll be like, I never did anything responsible. It's like, all right, bro. This could be your opportunity. Ain't even like that. <laughs> Relax. <No. laughs> All right. But uh, no, hell yeah. Because yeah, it's pretty chill. Yeah, it is. It's very chill, bro. It, just based on, you know, firsthand experience, you know, I, yes, I love the you. events you guys, you you guys pull, man. Um, great information. Um, And I feel like the whole, con every conversation has just been getting, you know, stronger and, and more involvement, you know, which is amazing you know and i'm sure that's pretty much one of the goals for you um but another thing is pretty much like is there other another like goal or like what is like in the further future like what you see with with these events that you'll be doing so next year we're going to do a cannabis Nonprofit Expo Week from May 12 to May 10th. We got Dale Scott Jones from Oaksterdam University flying into Chicago. We got the real Free Ray Rick Ross coming in to Chicago to talk about the war on drugs and social equity. So instead of it being spread across like, you know, several months, it's just going to get more concentrated mm -hmm. and just more or less do what we do now, but bring all these organizations to Chicago. Because you saw with Jason, like, Jason said he wish he could have been here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that would have been great. And so people really are, uh, people are very tuned in once they have interacted with the platform. They really like it. Um, and so next year uh, we'll do that. We got some um, discussion with OK um, to keep working together there. So maybe I'll have more to talk about um, in the winter about that relationship. And, you know, the interesting thing was I really started Smoke Responsibly Social purely for the conversations, you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> that was, that's the social part was the conversation, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so um, once I got it started, people started asking about different things, you know, like, hey, can I consume there? Like, is there this there, that and that? So that made me start developing it to where you see it now like moving the venue having consumption access mm -hmm. um in the conversation because sometimes people don't want to have an adult conversation bro they just want to vibe out you know what i mean and yeah. be around people who like the same thing as them so i understand that and i see value even in individuals that have that sort of preference so as a designer it's just like getting a experience that that person can come to, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that seems like it'd be like a, okay. Cause the lounge is pretty chill. You know what I mean? It's beautiful. It's great. They got windows. Um, and, um, it's already just like made to consume in, you know what I'm saying? And so I think it's, um, it's progressing very well. You'll probably see us go out of state too. Um, just because, uh, the appeal to people and people have asked me to take it to a, to different states and it's kind of built to be 
mobile as you've already seen like we didn't already moved it around the city that's kind of like the yeah. first test you know what i'm saying the next thing is just like can it move other places and it can you know we have similar guests different guests um it really it's me that's reaching out to these people so it's not like i'm hiring like a talent agent to you know give me some speakers or something like that so that makes it a bit more sustainable mm -hmm. uh, because I, I understand how to approach that you know that's what's up my guy and um, you got anything, any more, uh, any stories for us? Any storm stories, personal experience, anything uh, like that? I mean, I don't know if I have like really stoner stories or anything like that. I mean, I guess things that would be funny would just be, you know, my early experiences of consuming cannabis and just like, not being able to hold my stomach down, man, from coughing, you know? <laughs> and I just remember my friends finding that super funny. And um, even to myself, like, that, that is, like, pretty ridiculous. If I get coughing, even though I consume, I know people think that you, if you consume, like, regular, mm -hmm. uh, regularly, like, your your lungs will adapt. But, bro, sometimes they don't. Oh, hell, <laughs> oh, I still be getting them coughs, man. Right. If, if you ain't coughing, it ain't hitting. So right for real though. So you know that's I still I still have a, a little stomach, um sometime and um yeah I uh, I think the funnest stories are happening right now at the socials because like people are consuming and you know we're having a good time and mm -hmm. just like learning things. So um all the stories that are happening in there um have been great. Uh, I think the most interesting one recently was the um, social that I had with Dank. Just like it was my first one probably consuming like immediately before like going through the interview and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so just like, you know, that was that professionally, that was a very interesting um, social to have an experience. Um, but I made it through it. I thought I did awful. But, you know, people uh, got some value out of it. And um, you know, still came back. So, hell yeah, bro! I don't know if that if that you know works, but that's just what comes to mind. Hey, you got you still got something to say, my guy. So I mean, fuck it, we'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I feel like just everything that um we're we're just doing, man. I think it's just a learning experience. Um, and of course, we we always strive to do the best the next time. And Absolutely. Yeah, I try to approach, even from the beginning of my work with Daily Roller, um, this like a scientist, right, is that you have a hypothesis, mm -hmm. and then like your actions are your experiment. You're trying to test the validity of that. And for me, I always try to keep that in mind because, you know, there could be points where things are not worth the effort you have, the investment that you have to put into them. So if you just keep in mind, at least for me, if I keep in mind, like, hey, like, ultimately, this is all experimental, all learning, you know what I'm saying? But then you got to actually look at the results. You can't just be like, you know, constantly churning, but not evaluating. So definitely, it's it's all learning. It's cool. It's dope. Um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. For sure, my God, hell yeah! And I think um, you got anything else for us to say, or any questions before we wrap it up, my boy? Um, I mean, 
I feel like you've shared some of the things that I was interested in and just doing podcasts because I've never done like a podcast like this. Um, and I know a lot of people often are like, oh, you should do a podcast. You should do one. But like you kind of are, are share with me just it, it can be a lot. No, like just basically you got to do these. Then you got to upload them. Like What goes into you executing your podcast? Yeah, no, my God. I mean, I shit. For from now, from where I started till now, I mean, I used to just do straight audio, um, <sighs> but Loki, that was just because it, it was just more of my comfort zone. Um, I I thought that it, video editing used to used to be like a like a drag or, or just a hassle, but now that I'm you know just YouTubing now and and doing just now video, podcasting, uh, it's, I kind of got it got a little bit better at it and and just based on just personal experience and just people talking to and stuff it's like it's not that bad as it seems it's just take it easy little by little don't always overdo or overwork the editing yeah so you know it's the small things and like i said recently right now you know it's a learning process so as much as frustration i could get with myself and stuff like just how sometimes i don't get the way i wanted to get it you know, mm. but it's more like take it easy, you know, find a way, you know, like use more resources. You feel me? Like don't just limit mm. yourself because I feel like the only limitation you get is yourself, you know, like exactly. then this it's like the creativity. It's like the freelance. It's like there's no like limits to this. There's no right or wrong. You know, it's just the different. This is the different perspectives of like what everyone thinks. And yeah, like exactly. And what I learned from this is like not everyone is going to agree with the perspective you sh- you're showing or say and not everyone yep. is going to pretty pretty much like I guess fuck with your shit, but like exactly. You're, you're still going to have like that small group or that audience that, you know, will still catch on and you know yes. will support you because like Absolutely. Well, do we know, you know, you you have, you know, supporters and audience that you don't even knew you'll get, you know, and, and it's crazy to me, like, coming from the point of view, like, from my podcast, you know, like, 12 different countries, you know, are listening to, to, you know, me and whoever I bring to, you know, and it's amazing to me how sometimes, you know, not, might not get the recognition a lot here. But, you know, the goal isn't, you know, to get recognized a lot or right away. It's more like the message of what everyone brings to the table here and and to the show, you know? 100%. That's how I feel, too, about my work, bro. So, so 100%. So it's more like I love to just tell a lot of people, it's like, don't get discouraged, you know, and and just keep on striving, especially if if it's like how bad you really want it. Exactly. You if know. it's really your thing, you can't give up on it, bro. You just got to get better. Yeah, you, you have to. Yeah. And because at the end of the day, it's like you don't want to be at a point where it's like, damn, what if I still stuck with it? Or like, yeah, exactly. You know, like, That's why you got to get it that, that earnest effort. Yeah. You got to always be hungry, like stay hungry, man. You know, like if you're not at the top, you know, do everything you can to be there. And once you're at it, you know, you got to find yourself a new, like, how can I say, like a new mission, you know, like, don't, don't, don't stay where you're, you're going to be comfortable at, you know, because you never know. And find, uh, find something to, to always be pushing you forward. Yeah. I try to find um those sort of things. I try to anchor 
certain things into the future now, now that I'm older, I'm 31. Um, and oh, so, um, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I thought you were like way younger, my guy. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Oh, shit, that's what's up. Nice. So, okay. with um, just now being 31 and learning to think more long term, it's just, mm -hmm. You know, whether it's, it's AI and being involved in how that's developing, because that's like future, right? Just mm -hmm. finding something that is going to be be around for a while and then try to just figure out how can you um, how can you get involved with that? And that's kind of like a perspective I picked up in college. Like, you know, if you want to learn, you want to be at the cutting edge of knowledge, right? You want to be where like it's actually developing and things are happening uh, so that you can continue to grow. No, yeah, for sure, my guy. But I mean, I think other than that, I think that we—that's a wrap, my guy. Um, How old did you think I was, bro? I thought you were like in your twenties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Do swear. I just look young or what? Yeah, I, I guess so. But I honestly, <laughs> I honestly did not expect you to be, you know, thirty, man. But holy yeah, shit, man. that's what's up, bro. Thirty-one. Again. Hey, how about you? How old are you? Oh, I'm twenty-three, bro. Okay, dope, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, again, my guy, thanks for coming. Congrats to, to you, man. Like you, you definitely keep this up, bro. Like you're, you're in a good spot, man. You're, uh, you're doing really, good work, bro. I uh, appreciate it, my guy. But like with me, I feel like it's time is, it's always the enemy with me. Like it's, but a lot of people always say you're, you're young. You, you keep doing what you're doing, you know, like you'll figure it out. But it's like, uh, like, like backstory to myself is like, I have a family. I have a kid. So oh, just bro. like my prospect, my prospect, bro. Thanks. Thanks, my guy. But just like the, the perspective of like what I have, you know, it's just like, I felt like I wasted time. And now it's like, I'm trying to gain that time that I wasted and then try to, you know, continue with it and all. But, you know, I, I just keep doing what I'm doing, bro. I mean, sometimes like it's, it's just, there's just slow days sometimes, but again, it's like, it wouldn't be a good story or like, or a good like achievement if it wasn't that easy. You feel me? Like I felt like if it Absolutely. was easy, then everybody should be doing this. You know? hundred man, you usually get what you sacrifice in life, man. So you know, um, you gotta put something in, and once you stick with it, you'll get it back in in full. And um, you know, I think in terms of just being an entrepreneur and starting that um the younger the better because i mean yeah you might be 23 bro i kind of but don't really remember 23 like it, i feel like time just moves that fast man like before you look up especially when you're working on something you don't have enough time bro like i wish i had like 20 more hours in this day i got so much work i still need to get done you get what i'm saying so yeah, it's yeah, just it just happens yeah. like that brother yeah, and I feel like just like them late nights, you know, just sticking it through, you know, it's like rather have less sleep now than, you know, than than later. Not on. being able to sleep later because you because you ain't got nothing to sleep on. Right. So, you know, I, I and I love talking to everybody, just picking out their brain and just just knowing what they think of in life, man, because everyone thinks differently and, and it's what's not just it's what's not better than to smoke little weed and get to know everybody's point of view on things you know <laughs> right right hey 
and, responsibly social, bro. Yeah, you know, and and that's the thing with cannabis here is like it's not just like us just smoking and shit. No, and that's what a lot of people tend to, I guess, think of how it is, but it's really not. It's more like get everybody involved, get everybody up to date with like what the, what's what's actually going on, you know? Because we're always distracted by the media. We're always distracted by a lot of shit that doesn't really mean shit at all or it isn't really relevant or necessary to to know you know energy harvesting so hope there is some value in there bro no hell yeah but but yeah my guy i mean again we just keep doing what we're doing and that, that's the way to go man again my boy thanks for sliding here to the podcast to the cannabis podcast to everybody's hey, favorite 420 podcast you know Yes, yes, my boy Chino for the good vibes, man. Hell yeah, as always, man. Um, always down to work with you more. Um, if you ever, ever you. down to, we'd love to have you again in the pod later on in life, see how everything's going. Okay. You well, know. you know, we got a lot that's uh, coming, and I definitely would be excited to share um, what's going on with the Cannabis Expo, um, Nonprofit Expo next year. I think that's going to be an awesome um, experience for the community, bro. Mm-hmm. And, Hell yeah. Uh, I look pretty, forward to, to coming together. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty excited to see how, what, how that turns out to be. Right. And then, I mean, we got this year, we got the, um, um, shy rock social that's happening next weekend. Uh, if this is coming out on Friday. So, Hey, if you look for some plans on the 21st, meet us at replay, Got some tattoo artist consumption tent, just a vibe. Collaborating with Zochi for smoke responsibly, uh, <clears throat> Zochi and a smoke responsibly Shyrock social. Mm-hmm. Then on the thirty first, we got a smoke responsibly social guided conversation at Redline VR um, with Cannabis Equity Illinois. And so, when I like I mentioned when I started smoke responsibly social, it was really for the conversations. And so I had these nine conversations already planned out, um, but I did not know Zochi at that time. And so it, just collaborations grew. Um, and also I didn't have a lot of the relationships that I have now when I started. And so just from within the industry, um, people have gotten interest, you know, people have been like, oh, like, what if you brought Smoke Responsibly Social to Rockford? Like, you know, because education is, is needed a lot of places, bro. Oh, hell yeah. It's most definitely, and the more we, we spread it, you know, no matter what way, especially like in this episode, you know, a ton of knowledge just got spread it today. Yeah, we talked about a lot. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and I'm sure we gave all these people a good show. And I also didn't know Dank either. Dank plugged us into Midlane. So, like, a lot of people, the the goal was a community, and clearly you and I met. And so the Smoke Responsibly Socials have really created a community, fortunately. Um, and, I mean, that's in since March, bro. That's when we started. Man, that's what's up, my guy. Thank but you, bro. That's what Thank I you, said. man. It's been a journey. Hell, yeah. And let's let's keep on writing that journey, my guy. We all Thank got you, a story bro. I to appreciate tell. It. Right. I appreciate the vibes and the enthusiasm, man. And I hope I see you out in those uh, those two events. Oh, yeah, for sure. And other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll wrap it up here. Until next see, now time. I wish I would have sat out here. The light's way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, it, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good rest of your day. 
Take stay care, high. fam. You do the same. Hey, yeah, right. Stay high. Smoke responsibly.